Good morning. It's good to be in the house of God. It's always a blessing and an honor. It should be for each and every one of us here this morning, last Sunday afternoon. I spoke on about the Sadducees. The Lord upbraided them for not knowing the scriptures nor the power of God. They didn't believe in the resurrection. They didn't believe in angels. They were very sad, you see. Uh, I wanted to go forward this morning and speak about the voice of the Lord is powerful. The psalmist says, the voice of the Lord is powerful. You know, God has all power in heaven and earth. None can stay his hand or say unto him, what doest thou? That's why I love about the primitive Baptist. We believe in the powerful hand of God in creation and regeneration and redemption by his own hand, by his own power. He's brought forth his children from a state of death and sins to a life in Christ Jesus by the mighty power of God. And the psalmist says, the voice of the Lord is powerful. You know, I, uh, we have a survey at, at work every year and it's a a employee engagement survey and the name of that survey is your voice matters now I don't know how much my voice matters in such a big company I mean it's like 50 60,000 people and it's a, an engagement survey and it says it says you know your voice matters well I'm like I said I, I don't know how much it matters sometimes I don't even know how much it matters in my own house <laughs> I don't know if they're listening to me or what if my boy, if it's making it through, okay? But I'm telling you, the voice of the Lord, it matters. It has an effect. When the Lord speaks, it has an effect, okay? The voice of the Lord is powerful. It gets the job done. It says it, the voice of the Lord is full of majesty. The Lord told the disciples, Matthew chapter 28, verse 16, he's about to send them out. This is after his resurrection, and they needed to know some things. They're about to go out into the world, and they're going to suffer some things. They're going to go out not only to preach unto the Jews that they've been used to, but unto the Gentile nation. We're Gentiles this morning, but he's going to let them know something, okay? He's going to calm the storm. He's going to talk to them and let them know about some kind of power, Okay? He says, then the 11 disciples went into Galilee into a mountain where Jesus had appointed them. When they saw him, they worshiped him, but some doubted. Now, I read about that, and I was like, you know, that's really strange to me, how somebody could doubt. Here he is resurrected. They've seen all the miracles, but yet it says some, some of the 11, they doubted. How often do we doubt but not realizing not taking the voice of the Lord is powerful in our lives every day. It was powerful in Elijah's that still small voice. He wasn't in the thunder. He wasn't in the earthquake. But he was a still small voice unto Elijah. But some doubt. I doubt. I doubt all the time the power of God, the voice of God. Even John, John the Baptist, there was never a disciple, never a prophet greater than John the Baptist. And John the Baptist doubted. He was in prison. Okay? And 
Matthew chapter 11, and said, it came to pass when Jesus had an end of commandments, his 12 disciples, he departed. Now when John had heard in the prison the works of Christ, he sent two of his disciples. And he said unto him, Art thou the Christ should come, or do we look for another? How could he say that he doubted? He was in a bad situation. There's some storms of life coming about him, and he, even John the Baptist, doubted. He sat there and baptized the Lord Jesus Christ. He sat there and pointed him out, and that's what every gospel preacher is supposed to do. Supposed to point out the Son of God, the Lamb of God, who taketh away the sins of the world. He took away the sins of the world. And that's what we're to preach. The voice of the Lord is, is powerful. The voice of the Lord is magical. It's majesty, okay? And he said, go and show John these things, which you do hear and see. They had experienced miracle after miracle. And here he's going to tell John, he's like, okay, John. <laughs> you don't even know, you know, sometimes the Lord says something, and I like how he says it. He'll just be like, okay. <laughs> I'm not, I don't need to rehash this point, but I'm, I'm going to rehash it for you. Okay, John? He said, go and show John again these things which you do hear and see. The blind shall receive their sight. This wasn't uh, too much, for, you know, further in Matthew chapter 9 where he heals the blind. He cleanses the lepers. Okay? The gospel is preached unto the poor. He said, he went and touched the eyes, opened up the eyes of the blind. The two that begged, you know, Lord, have mercy upon us. This is all the voice of the Lord. He commands and is steadfast in his creation. He says, when he considers the heaven, the work of thy fingers, the moon and the stars, which thou hast ordained, he considers his creation power by the work of his fingers. He said, let there be light, and there was light. He told Lazarus to come forth. <laughs> the voice, did he come forth? Yes, he did. The voice of the Lord is powerful. Have you listened to the voice lately in your life? When things come at you, things come up all the time. Uh, Tabitha talking to a girl at school, and she, she's like, the girl told Tabitha, she said, the Lord working all things for my good, you know. And so I, had a, I tell you what, man, what's out there we, comes at us every day, and by any means, the devil is hot on pursuit. But we need to understand, we just need to stand still and hear we need to stand still and listen to the voice of God and says, peace, be still. His voice in providence, when he calmed the storm out at sea, when trouble was ahead and storm blasted him, there, death was on the horizon. But he calmed it. He said, what manner of man is this, that even the winds and the storms obey what? His voice. His voice in creation. He's created, not only has he created uh, in creation, but he's over his creation. He can calm the stormy sea. That's what, how good and how powerful the voice of the Lord is. There's, you can talk of power all day about God and creation and redemption and salvation and resurrection. The story about Lazarus is a story of creation as far as resurrection of your natural body from the grave and also your spiritual body. Okay, that is a form of regeneration when he says, Lazarus, come forth. Lazarus was coming forth. Why? Because the voice of the Lord is powerful. It's powerful, okay? It makes a difference in the child of God's life. It doesn't make a difference in the unregenerate. It says the preaching of the gospel is to them that perish foolishness. 
But unto us it, it, who are saved, it's what? It's the power of God. The preaching of the gospel is the power of God to whom? To whom are his children? To them that are saved. Why? They are saved by what? The voice of the Son of God. He says, my sheep hear my what? My voice. They don't hear the preacher's voice. They don't hear mama's voice. They don't hear uncle's voice. They hear the voice of the Son of God. When he's told Lazarus to come forth, he tells every one of his children sometime between their conception and death. And he will do it. It don't matter where they're at. We don't have to go across to the far reaches of the world to reach that uh, child of God, to help them be born again, to help them see God, help them come to see God. No, the voice of God has full control. He knows where they all are. I'm telling you, it's powerful. Let's stop and listen. So when we have troubles, when we're going through stuff, let's just stop and listen. I'm telling you, it's powerful. It can calm the stormy sea. He told the disciples, he gave them peace also in John when he was about to send them out after his resurrection. He came to them and said, gave them peace in a time of much trouble, in a time when they saw weakness, when that time when they saw almost frailty, when their Lord and Savior was going to be crucified, and they didn't understand why. And he came back and he told them, he said, peace be unto you. There's no greater voice, no greater words from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, when he said, it is finished. That's the gospel. That's the good news of the gospel. He said, it is finished. You think that voice was powerful? It got the job done. It got the job done. He crossed all his T's and dotted all his I's. He did everything that the Lord sent him to do. His heavenly father was pleased. He treaded the wine press alone. Why? Because he is powerful. He is the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And his voice is powerful. It's powerful to get the job done. I may run out of power. I may get weak. I may expend all the energy I've got in one day. And that's why power is. It's energy. The Lord treaded the wine press alone. He did it alone. He had the power. He had the power to raise us out of the state of death and sin into a life in Jesus Christ. And one and final day, he's coming back with his voice. He's going to separate the sheep from the goats. He's going to say, come, blessed of my Father, inherit the kingdom that was prepared for you. Why? Because he speaks his voice, it matters, and it's powerful. Let's stop and listen. Because I tell you what, it's worth listening to. There's a lot of junk out there that ain't worth listening to. And I ain't got much power. I ain't got much energy. I ain't got time for it anymore. But I, we all should have time in the day to listen to the words of the Lord and give you peace in times of trouble. I appreciate it.